Welcome back to The Lighthouse Project. This podcast is presented to you by Children of Scientology, a collaborative effort which aims to be informative about the issues which have affected the youngest members of Scientology. Our goal is to help create awareness around what Scientology feels like specifically to a child, what becomes of them, their sense of self, family bonds, mental health, as only someone who experienced being raised in can, and some familiar topics in a different way, dig into how we can heal and share tools. In this podcast, we are going to share stories and information, some details of which may be upsetting or disturbing for listeners. We encourage anyone who has been affected by these types of experiences who wish to talk about it to someone to reach out to a trauma-informed organization in their area. Today, we are so pleased to welcome Serge Delmar as co-host for this podcast episode. Serge has publicly spoken out about his personal experiences of abuse within Scientology and continues his efforts of exposure through his YouTube channel. In his videos, Serge delivers information with laser-like precision, effectively cutting through the language fog and shines a glaring spotlight on the violation of human rights, including sexualization of children, human trafficking, and much more within Scientology organizations. Thank you, Serge, for joining us in the conclusion of our series on the trial of Danny Masterson. We're so happy to have you with us today. It's great to be here. I'm so excited. So much to cover. On the 31st of May, 2023, Danny Masterson was found guilty on two of the three counts of forcible rape. We recorded our last episode immediately following the announcement as we registered the verdict in ripples and waves. The reality of justice was sinking in. We talked about what this really means for the victims of Danny Masterson and other victims of perpetrators within Scientology. And that was powerful. As Deputy DA Reinhold Mueller said to the jury in his closing rebuttal argument about justice in Scientology, they were raped, they were punished for it, and they were retaliated against. Scientology told them there is no justice for them. You have the opportunity to show them there is justice for them. It does exist. There were no consequences for Masterson from his internal church justice. You have the opportunity to show that there are consequences for his actions. They do exist. Regarding the Jane Doe's in this trial, he said, they came here to be heard. They sacrificed their dignity, their privacy, and their peace for that prospect of having their voices heard. And I'm hoping you have heard their voices. And they are hoping that their voices will be enough for justice. Their voices were enough. We are so grateful to each of these women for their bravery and their perseverance. Now... As we await the sentencing hearing, we take a look at the role that Scientology has played in this trial, including a suspicious leak of discovery materials and Scientology's public response to the jury conviction of one of their members. Hearing you read that was very powerful to me, because mm-hmm. who I'm here with, you and Miriam, it's powerful to hear just the statement. Anyways, that's all. I just wanted to say that. Thank you. Absolutely. I really agree, and I felt that as well. When you're reading it, those words are so important. It's the truth. That's the thing, the truth that has been denied for so long. But then someone says it in a courtroom. It's like it's so powerful and so valuable that they were denied justice and that there were no consequences for Danny Masterson. And now you have the opportunity to make sure that there are consequences Serge, we were chatting earlier and you were talking about this very fact of no consequences for Danny Masterson. And this episode is to talk about the Church of Scientology's involvement in this case. Yeah, their involvement has been systemic and has been premeditated. They chose to put themselves in the driver's seats of things that they had not a shred of an idea how to be advising. They are these know-it-all attorneys, which is what they play, 
And until they screw things up so badly, until they wreck things so horrendously, that then apparently very high-powered attorneys do get involved. But somehow these high-powered attorneys don't have a shred of critical thinking skills to understand how they are being gaslit themselves by their own client, who is so dishonest, who is so self-serving, and who's only involved in continuing to perpetuate rampant criminal activity that takes on in these hotels, enabled, supervised, all full knowing. And as much as we've heard from the media nonstop that, oh, but only Danny was the one that was on trial, who were his enablers? How did a child who grow up in Scientology end up in a courtroom facing the type of criminal, very real criminal consequences that the women that came forward had to go through hell and high water to just be able to make the simplest of cases for themselves. You've got to re-traumatize yourself and do all the heavy lifting yourselves because it's just so hard to get any type of justice for anything. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the things that you can think of in his upbringing that may have created this kind of environment that might lead to this? What's your take on that? Yeah, Miriam, and I think that's a very good question to ask. And I think that's a question that all of these attorneys that he paid all that money to don't have a shred of care given how he was represented in that trial. And that's why so much of this conversation that we're having, the legal malpractice of it all, the lack of real advocacy for not the glorified, infantilized reality that all these people want to live, but actual just what are the facts? What is his mom's involvement in how he got to where he got, given that she was a full-blown helicopter, Elron Hubbard protege from hell, Carol Masterson, involved in her kids' lives at a level that is so unhealthy, repugnant, disgusting, unthinkable. This woman was their manager. This woman was their mother. This woman was their ethics officer. This woman was their FSM. This woman was everything and anything. They had not a shred of choice to do anything for themselves. They couldn't make any decisions for themselves. They were kept in a constant state of infantilization that didn't age well, as we know from Danny, rebelling and grabbing these disgusting psychopathic coping mechanisms where he took his anger and he took all of his issues on real women that didn't deserve a shred of what was done to them. I think that comes by nurture, when especially that comes into play throughout a person's childhood. Every person has to understand that there's consequences for their actions. And in Scientology, in a world where you can literally, it's called as is, you can just as is something. When you as is something, it means that it no longer exists. So you have looked at it enough that it just disappears. So this is the exact phenomenon that is supposed to occur in auditing. So I think that there's a lot to be said about that. So if you live in a world where there are no consequences, if you go through life like that, you're going to be unchecked. You're going to continue to do those things. And that's what we saw. Surrounded by enablers and handlers who knew all of these things. So his behavior is well known and they allowed them to continue and develop and become more extreme and they floated them away. And I like that you brought up the word consequences, Miriam, because mm -hmm. there is a New York Times interview that was done with, I believe, Susan Atkins from the Charles Manson cult, where she was asked after 50 or 60 years in jail, if there had been anything she had learned as a result of her situation. And she said, I learned choice at the most horrific cost. Wow. And that is exactly to your point of consequences, right? These people made a choice to partake in this hotel culture, especially the adults, especially Danny's mom. She went all in on L. Ron Hubbard on endorsing every last shred of memo 
that disgusting indicted felon wrote down for himself. So we always think about L. Ron Hubbard as this crazy controversial man. He was a full-blown, indicted, convicted in absentia man on the run, right? The only reason he didn't actually serve his jail sentence is because he went on the run. He was aided and abetted by protégés that thought it was a great idea to grab him and be on the run and pretend that, oh yeah, we want to save the world and that's why we're being prosecuted is how they pitched it. We want to do so much good for the world and that's why we're being targeted. It's like they always make themselves the supposed victims of something when they've been out to victimize every last person they can get their fangs on. It's the cry of the persecuted religion that is their war cry. And that's how they have gotten around everything and how they've been able to push certain things along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's literally yeah, a just... pathetic shtick is what it's called. Oh, that's my shtick. That's their mm-hmm. go-to talking point. We're so misunderstood. Nobody understands us. And that's right. Nobody has understood them because nobody has been willing to do heavy lifting in this whole situation. The reporters don't understand what an Elvin Hubbard course is. The reporters don't know anything, right? So we're the ones that do know what those memos said, that do know how these parents acted, that do know what mistakes they made in believing those false pitches and what type of repercussions it really manifested in the physical universe for their kids, including but not limited to how, you know, Danny, who's Exhibit A out of so many other Scientology People like Danny that did the same thing. It's it's as if Danny Masterson was the only one that did this, Miriam. I mean, you and I know Mm -hmm. personally firsthand that he wasn't the only one, that it happened to us and that Danny Masterson was nowhere near us when that was being done to us by somebody else. But just because he's a celebrity and his case gets to be high profile, and I know even that wasn't an easy thing to get this far, to have this case heard. I know it was sitting at the DA's office for forever and not having any movement. So I know that the women, the victims in this trial, the Jane Doe's, had to fight and push this along and also create the profile too. They had to bring this information out so the public could learn that this case was even there. And so all of those things helped to push it along. But you're absolutely right. And that's in the case of a B-level celebrity. There's so many stories that we know. There's so many stories. And this justice, this threat of that these victims never got their justice in Scientology because it didn't exist. And it's so true. And what we find now, what happens after you leave Scientology, you have to start that process of trying to seek justice all the way back from scratch because now it's a whole complete different system. Never mind those reports that you filed when you were in there. Never mind those letters that you wrote. Never mind those people that you told who will not come on the record to say that you told them when you were 12 years old, when you were 10. Never mind that it's in your PC folder or your ethics folder. Never mind that you asked to do a PTS handling because your perpetrator was suppressing you. Or never mind all the dialogue that you previously had for the whole time that you were a Scientologist. Now you leave and you have to start that completely from scratch and you have no supporting evidence how do you do that so this is why we haven't seen more of these cases we haven't heard more of these cases and i hope that more and more will come out it's a long road it's a road that there's not a whole lot of support it's a very lonely road you have to do it all on your own there is advocacy but there's not a lot of understanding about the situation and not only that but the difficulty that you have is that law enforcement is really hesitant to reach inside that organization So they won't contact the people in there because they just go, oh, let's assume that they're not going to be willing to provide a police statement. You can't enforce someone to provide a police statement, even if they have knowledge. You can't make somebody do that. It's voluntary. And this is where the whole system comes crashing down because nobody in Scientology is going to volunteer to give that kind of information, that incriminating information. So it's really is the victim is very much alone in this quest for justice. And it can be very disheartening along the way. We can be very disheartening. I just want to say one thing, Serge, the language that you used was perfect when you said, who are his enablers? And I think it's important that we're having this conversation because we well know from the policies, from our upbringing, from experiencing all these things, from hearing stories from our peers, exactly who the enablers are in this situation. And then as to consequences, we know personally 
that the consequences go to the victims, not to the perpetrator in the situation. Every single one of us have experienced the exact same thing. The victims receive the consequences. And that is disgusting and heartbreaking. But I think that to both of your points, we're the only ones that can actually shout this from the rooftops with full informed positions because we've lived it literally. We were given a front row seat at the dysfunction, a Mm -hmm. front row seat that we never asked for, Mm -hmm. a front row seat that we never had a shred of a clue what in the hell type of strings were attached to that front row seat that we were told to take. You're just an adult in a small body. You can do it. You can handle it, whatever. On the flip side today, we're going through our receipts and they're not matching. We've gone to the police and what they purport to want to help us and, oh, it's in our job so hard. We keep finding that this police has been kneecapped by very real OSA people, including but not limited to OSA people, celebrity people like Marisol Nichols, that's best friends fraternizing with the human trafficking section of the LAPD. And they've been working on these relationships for decades. So this is not just, oh, they're so independent and they really want to do what's best for their, for their citizens. Scientologists own how much real estate in all of these cities. And they've definitely took it upon themselves to become very helpful to fighting crime when it has nothing to do with them. And then the police is so easy to dupe because they're like, they wouldn't be helping us solve crime if they were committing crimes themselves inside, right? This goes straight back to something that you mentioned earlier uh, prior to when we hit record. But you were saying something that's important is to, to be able to hold two things, two or more things true at the same time. So LAPD, when they're doing this, what is it? It's like a cleanup Hollywood project or whatever it is that they're doing. And it's, yeah, holding hands with the community and Scientology is just loving that because they have a whole plan for that. That's safe pointing the environment and it's in policies. It's all written up. Yeah. So to be able to hold more than one thing true at the same time. Yes. Okay. So they're out there and they're doing public facing stuff and they're doing some things in the community hand in hand with LAPD. It's all to benefit them. And you can also hold true that they have crimes that they're trying to cover up. That's why they're building that whole relationship. It's the same thing with Clearwater Police. That's the reason why they have put so much into these relationships with their local law enforcement. It's for their own protection. This is all by design. This is not just out of the good of their hearts. Yeah, just go and watch them hose down homeless people on Hollywood Boulevard in YouTube videos. When was the last time you saw them open up a soup kitchen to feed the homeless? So it's very purposeful that they pick specific things and specific projects to do to create that safe pointing. Speaking of that, Jeffrey Augustine shared the other day some leaked volunteer OSA name list and descriptions of people. It's old. It's from 2006. But exactly what you're saying, it supports it. They reach out into their public and they find out who's willing to do what to help safe point Scientology. Oh, this person has low confront, but we can use them for PR reasons. This person has high confront. We can use them for investigations. This person duplicates well. This person works with the police. This person works with the parole board. They really do try and find ways, and they've been doing this forever, the Snow White, all of these ops that they get involved in, that is what they do. They just insert themselves, whether it's through volunteers, whether it's through posted Sea Org members, build these relationships so that they look good, so that they're inserted secretly even in these organizations or in the police department or friends with so-and-so just so that they can distract and misdirect and look like the good guy. And Christy, details down to even what race the person is so that they can identify what they can use that person for. Oh, Mm -hmm. we need this type of race to interface with this type of community. So let's get this person and they have all their contact details in there. In fact, I was just reading because we're going to read the Church of Scientology statement or bits of it. And I was just comparing and contrasting to other statements that they've made with A&E contributors to Scientology in the aftermath that are published on their website. And funny that you mentioned that because I believe it was Mike Rinder and they refer to him being aggressive with this person and that person. And then they get to the fourth one and it's and it was a man of this ethnicity. And I just thought how hilarious that they would just call that out to that one guy just to in your face 
exaggerate just to push that button for certain people in the audience yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's so manipulative and when we're talking about all of what we experience that's why in the law what is called is rico the racketeering influenced and corrupt organization act because what you just said christy it's not normal that they have premeditated ways to act in a corrupt way there's no good faith going on there's no doing things like oh we're all just chanting and dancing on the side no one come and see us it's all strategized for all the wrong reasons and again elron hubbard instructed all his protégés to go on these data mining expeditions to look into illegal things and to go search for that type of compromised information because he knew that was the level of subjugation that was the only way for him to actually own them when he was owning their data he was owning all end users that's why all of our parents became so infantilized and so pathetic and the unthinkable happened to them that they lost their own sense of minimum parental duties or parental maternal instincts were lost as a result of being acquired by this corrupt influenced to become racketeers themselves when in Scientology that was called snap in and become the terminal Elron Hubbard even That's right. told them what it was called mm-hmm. if you commit a lot of crimes all of a sudden you snap in and become the terminal so even though our parents were giving them all the full benefit of the doubt you didn't sign up to become corrupt you didn't sign up because they told you you're going to be the most corrupt person ever sign here oh that sounds like a great idea that's what i'm looking for it's all fraud because the contracts and the whole pitch was we're going to go help the world but how are you helping the world if you are enslaving kids those are called in scientology contrary facts <laughs> one thing does cancel out the other we can hold two things at once but at what point are we going to understand the facts as they are and if you are into child slavery it's indefensible it's one of those few things in this world that don't have 50 shades of gray there cannot be a hundred different opinions about what child slavery and abuse is it looks but, just one way but you, you know, know how he does it is by getting you to clear this word that doesn't make any sense or he's reframed it or he's redefined it but now you have to except that this is the real definition of it and here's how we're going to use it and here's why we're going to use it this way and you agree to that and you commit to that and then he does the next one and then he does the next one and when you accept that children aren't children children are fucked how do you come back from that when you believe and you accept in your heart and i don't know how anyone ever could but when you believe that they have no value other than they're just a phantom with a body that'll come and go and there's nothing important about your relationship you've thrown them away and he got them to agree to that repeatedly and then demonstrate it he acquired them and then he corrupted them and they became corrupt the cognitive dissonance was installed on them by putting fake definitions and from the same mouth that he was pitching that misunderstood words were going to be the ruin of your life turned out that they wanted you to clear their definition their way understand things our way and they were driving them away from reality one definition at a time rape wasn't rape rape was out to the anything you guys that you did on anything related to sex could just be cloaked as out to the which is a bs euphemism that doesn't mean anything and it's very well rooted in this cognitive dissonance manner of master slave like a hiding word the humanization by domesticating humans to become puppets in the most sadistic disgusting like everyone's just becoming a pawn basically because they're all being used and their best interests are not being considered a shred it's interesting because in the church of scientology statement they say The church has no policy prohibiting or discouraging members from reporting criminal conduct of anyone, Scientologists or not, to law enforcement. Quite the opposite. Church policy explicitly demands Scientologists abide by all laws of the land, 
all allegations to the contrary are totally false. But we didn't even know what the laws were. So how can they say that Scientologists abide by the laws of the land? What you're saying, Serge, is that, you know, these things were labeled out 2D. They were not labeled as crimes. We weren't taught about statutory rape, what that is. We weren't told that we could file police reports. It's a complete lie, but that's what they're saying in their public statement. Can I just read this? This is the ethics book, Suppressive Acts. Reporting or threatening to report Scientology or Scientologists to civil authorities in an effort to suppress Scientology or Scientologists from practicing or receiving standard Scientology. Bringing civil suit against any Scientology organization or Scientologist, including the non-payment of bills or failure to refund without first calling the matter to the attention of the IJC. Delivering up the person of a Scientologist without justifiable defense or lawful protest to the demands of civil or criminal law. Period. It's right there. And can I read you guys this other thing? Yes. Yes. This is literally from the RTC website. And on the RTC website, it says matters of RTC concern. And then you go to ethics. And point number 28, sexual or sexually perverted conduct, contrary to the well-being or good state of mind of a Scientologist in good standing or under the charge of Scientology such as a student or pre-clear. And then there's number 23, any felony against person or property, threatened or accomplished. So they were looking for felonies. It's literally written any felonies. So back to what you're describing, this is Religious Technology Center is requiring all its members to report this immediately through their report line, through their weekly DSA reports, any organization. They're scraping for this constantly, but they're telling you, you may not report to authorities. It says that it's an offense and penalty not reporting the discovery of a crime or high crime to HCO or the nearest Scientology organization. You're required to report all crimes, no matter what they are, to Scientology. You are prevented from passing them along to the authorities. To this one, too, 26, anyone advocating or inducing you or another to do something illegal. The people that were in RTC were not lawyers. The people Mm -hmm. that worked in RTC were minors, Valerie Haney, Emily Jones, Ricky Jensen, all of these naive, gullible kids that were high school dropouts. Most of us were high school dropouts that again, we had not a shred of a clue of what a felony really was, but in there, they really do know what a felony is. Trust me. Yes. Again, they have the most supposed powerful attorneys of the United States representing them. So shout out to you attorneys that are holding a license. Shout out to you attorneys that are not doing a shred of due diligence on the clients you are taking upon yourselves to retain because literally the joke is on us. You're asking people to send felonies to RTC and RTC has not a shred of record where any of those felonies that have been reported as stated in the website have landed in the hands of any police department doing their job to combat felonies. It's not RTC's job, you guys, to combat a shred of felonies. How are they going to combat the felonies if they're literally putting minors that they're dressing up in military uniforms to do the job? After completing a two-week course at a hotel, there's not a shred of qualification to be data mining and to be calling out for this information. You don't have a law degree. You need a law degree to be advising on how to deal with a felony, deal with something that someone is trying to say, do this illegal thing. And but the whole thing is this, this puritanical culture of, oh, yeah, we really care about not doing anything illegal. <laughs> but do they really care? Because every time they find out, they just launder it. Mm -hmm. That's what it's called, laundering the problem. We make more money. We data mine more information. We become more criminally complicit. We video record the admissions of the felonies. It's like somebody that wrote an RTC report 
was then told to go to get an ethics interview, was then told to write five questions down that clarify the felony even further. And they have all these attorneys that are supposed to be the top tier attorneys of the United States. All manner of law firms have been retained by these people and are happily collecting checks for themselves because they're very aware that the Florida States Bar Association will never come to them for any problems. And neither is the DC States Bar Association and neither is the California States Bar Association for lawyers. This is full blown legal malpractice. What is going the hell on? But everyone keeps pretending that this is a one-off Miriam. Oh yeah. Once upon a time, Danny Masterson did something bad. No, the whole organization is a corrupt, disgusting, filthy AF bunch of racketeers, bunch of nobodies that are out there making themselves the know-it-alls of nothing because L. Ron Hubbard told them in a policy in a memo that they wrote this thing about blah, blah, blah. L. Ron Hubbard is a convicted, indicted felon. How's L. Ron Hubbard any different than Charles Manson? The people that follow Charles Manson, look what they were doing as they were influenced to do what they did. Again, all the protégés of L. Ron Hubbard have a problem in their hands. It's called legal exposure as a result of having been influenced to partake in this hotel culture. As a result of you having signed your rights away, consented as a full grown adult to become part of this hotel culture. And that's the disconnect that we keep getting because again, everybody plays dumb in this year, 2023. Maybe this wasn't so clear before, but today in this year, 2023, as we speak, as we are literally discussing a kid that grew up in Scientology being convicted for a felony, and how these people knew all along. RTC a, knew this right, a situation. Felony that he repeated and repeated for decades. So on the one hand, they say, report these crimes. And on the other hand, they say, but don't report to law enforcement because that's a crime. I have a perfect example of this RTC thing that you're talking about. RTC, who governs all of Scientology. When I was 16 years old in 2001, I was at that time on the decks and I was routing out to leave. I'd already blown and been brought back, but I was preparing to leave the Sea Org. My mother introduced me to my legal guardian. She said in front of my legal guardian, she said, oh, if you ever want to talk to her about what happened with your dad, then that's when I realized, oh, for sure, my mom knows about what happened. Whereas before, for the last few years, it had been just like guessing. And anyway, so it was my confirmation. So I bring it up to her later on in the day. I sit down with her and I say, look, the thing is that nothing's been done about it. And I don't understand this as consequences for me. If I go out to D, I could end up on the RPF. And so something should happen to him. There should be consequences for what he did. So shouldn't he at least be put on the RPF? She said, maybe we can write to David Miscavige and appeal to him because there's supposed to be this line to RTC where you can seek recourse for a thing. And I said, oh, that makes perfect sense to me. Okay, so that's the solution. I'll write it in this letter. I explained what my father had done to me. I said that he should be put on the RPF at least, like there should be consequences. I put it in the RTC letterbox and I never hear anything back. But then they send me to the UK where my dad is already posted to work with him in the same office as him in the gold rep office. They're requiring their members to report internally and it's a crime to report externally. But not only that, they have that level of involvement where they're actually moving the players around to prevent any kind of legal exposure. They are. And we've heard that repeatedly. Like we were just talking to Claire and we were asking her if, if someone is sexually abused in Scientology and someone writes a knowledge report, what happens? And she said, goes in their ethics file. There might be a session KR or something like that. But if it's an opinion leader, it's filed with a yawn. So here we are back to Danny Masterson where nothing would have been done about it anyways. They do move people across state lines if there was a statutory rape or sexual assault of a child. And we know that from people that dealt with the money that had to pay for the tickets, that had to relocate the people, that had a slush fund just for that. But then back with what you were saying about Scientology's attorneys, I feel like all they have done is help Scientology walk the fine line of not getting caught for all of these crimes. It's not been my experience or I haven't seen it where they are effectively 
advising Scientology to stop committing these crimes. And so all Scientology has done over the years is get better at hiding stuff. And now we've got these arbitration agreements and non-disclosure things that they're beginning to try and enforce. Don't stop committing crimes. Just threaten and gag and threaten and gag and pay these high profile attorneys to help you cover up your crimes. Help use this crazy language to get them off. Christian, what you're saying is there's a responsibility that a client attorney relationship enters in and whether the Scientology attorneys are just so clueless. And I do know from, for example, from Jackson Moorhead that did security at gold, he said there were many things that were hidden from Monique, hidden from this attorney. They weren't told. However, it's not good enough. An attorney needs to not be putting out false statements and lying on the record. That's what they have with these courts, right? That's the only way that these attorneys can save face for themselves and purport to be holding the law because they're going to be entrusted not to lie and not to do things that are illegal. But if everything that happened to us as children is going on rampantly, there's only two options, that these attorneys are completely recklessly negligent at best, because it's not like what happened to us is not written by L. Ron Hubbard on a memo. It's not like we're just making up what they did to us in these sessions and the type of data mining and the type of liberties they took upon themselves to dive into the information and to data mine it out of including to but not limited to what miriam just told us she was that 16 year old writing to rtc about a felony that took place in the hotel only to be gaslit only to be told nothing and as far as what was done with those reports the rtc people were on it because they had protégés that went all the way down. They had the ethics officer at CC. They had the ethics officer at Flag. They had the senior MA. They had the senior HCO. They had the senior INR. They had the security chief PAC. They had the security chief FLB. They had OSA Flag, Kirsten. They had OSA over here at the HGB. They had all that network of people that are talking to each other all day long. They also had an RTC rep office in every single organization. So that RTC letterbox was right next to the RTC rep office at ASHO near the reception area off to the right-hand side as you come through the lobby. And so there's an RTC office in each one of these organizations. Their whole job is to send that communication up the lines and to govern all the reporting and to monitor. They had authority and they were involved at every single level. They're all involved at every single level because they're all working as a team, coordinating thereby and they're with. Absolutely. So there's nothing that is not known between them. And when L2Ds happened, I saw them get excited when something like that happened. Oh my God, guess who went out to d Guess what they did? Guess what they were caught doing? I was there in those case supervisors' offices when we were hearing, we just found out that so-and-so went out to d you won't believe what they just pulled in session. Well, it sounds like that was bubbled up to David Miscavige and he loved it too. So that came from the top down. But then that's the whole thing is the, the L. Ron Hubbard protege culture loved it. The case supervisors loved it. They thought they were so cool. They thought they were so special. They thought their two-week course at a hotel made them far superior than any sitting judge in this United States that cannot sit there and listen to felonies and just out of the whim of their pants decide what's going to be done because that's not how you handle legal felonies. It's not up to one person that completed a two-week course in a hotel to advise what happens to that situation. It's complex. We know that this thing about justice and ethics and What's legal and illegal is not an easy thing to do. We understand that there's a due process involved, but the due process cannot be being administered by people that completed a two-week course in a hotel. That's where the illegal malpractice happens here. Now, if the lawyers of Scientology don't know what in the hell we're referring to, again, it's, that's on them not doing the due diligence on their client because if they didn't mm -hmm. know, that's the type of data mining that we're going to give themselves full access and ability to do, then you didn't know what an auditing session was. Then why are you saying that L1 Hubbard is some sort of 501 or 
that really needs the tax break because mm -hmm. yeah, L. Ron Hubbard really wanted to help the world. It's in what world is a man who normalizes child trafficking of minors at scale from all across the world is somebody that wants to help the world. If the IRS commissioner can take it upon himself to pitch to us today, how that's possible, how they reconcile in the IRS, this being a 501c, it would be great for us to know about what in the hell we see right now, adults in adult bodies that we are. We're no longer kids. We're no longer just buying BS pitches that you guys write down real quick for yourselves. Oh yeah, never happened here. Never mind that your RTC website just contradicted your public statement that you don't give an F about putting out because no one gives you a shred of pushback because the corporate media is too busy kissing the you-know-what out of whatever, and they couldn't be more compromised, useless, or pathetic when it comes to actually calling out corruption. They're supposed to exist so that there's a thermometer. So people go, oh man, if we really do violate all these laws, we are gonna get called out, and then it's gonna get hard to run this business model. And going back to this whole thing about how the attorneys have so much legal exposure themselves, they're pathetic idiots thinking they have no legal exposure and they've done everything so well you know what, you haven't done a shred of thing well, because we, the kids that were abusing those hotels know exactly how it works. So we know exactly when you're lying. We know exactly when you're just an idiot regurgitating a talking point that Dave and his protégés told you to say how it was being done, because of course they don't want to incriminate themselves, even though all of this stuff is being done with premeditation and that's what it takes to actually charge someone as a criminal if rtc is telling us put your felonies here and they're incentivizing someone like miriam at 16 to be writing a literal felony to them that was the business model put your complaint right here and it doesn't matter and we're going to get it all fixed because of course we have the technology that fixes we would love to know today what it fixes because all we see is that it wrecked our entire family our entire childhoods and we are sitting here with a case of legal malpractice in the United States. Because if these know-it-all attorneys had not been supporting this, then it wouldn't have happened. If you just say religion, the word religion just literally cancels out anyone having critical thinking skills. Isn't that convenient that child slaves are being procured into this country? These beliefs put very young souls, the three of us, in untenable, unthinkable, legal exposure positions, right? Because Miriam, the felonies that happened to you, Christy, the felonies that happened to you, the felonies that happened to me, where's our legal representatives? They're nowhere to be found. And we are still being told today that we pulled it in ourselves because yeah, maybe in another lifetime, we did something so wrong. It's pathetic. What's crazy, Serge, you were saying, where's the due diligence? If anyone wants to, they can go on Scientology's own websites. You're going to find all this information, like the one that you pulled up, Serge. The information about children is in their own websites. It says that children should be treated like adults in small bodies. <laughs> that right there, that already indicates there's violation of law. You can't treat a child like an adult. That's against the law. And those laws are there for protection. Yeah. We already know that those protections are not in place in Scientology. All of these things that we're saying, it's still there to this day. It's not hidden. It's in their books. This all comes back to Aaron Hubbard. This is by design. The individual people that are in there doing those positions, they're doing what Aaron Hubbard instructed them to do. So it does come back to that. All you have totally. to do is Google that shit, GTS, as Serge says, and look at their own websites under the bubble of religious protection. They annihilate any protection for children. They're books that have been republished and republished and reviewed and then edited. And now they're supposed to be the perfect version of themselves. And then you look in there and you see vile and disgusting things and things that, again, annihilate any right of a child to have a say over their own body or to even speak out about discomfort. It's the complete opposite of what we teach. We should teach children to speak up when someone says or does something to them that makes them feel uncomfortable that's really important what does it feel like in your body when you feel uncomfortable about something when you feel anxious what is that that's not just a word so what does that feel like your palms might get a bit sweaty you might get um, a funny feeling in your tummy 
And when you feel that about something, if someone's making you feel that way, if you can please tell an adult and we're going to come and help you. And that's really important. Whereas Scientology says the complete opposite. It says ignore those feelings. You can override those feelings. We're going to break down every single barrier. We're going to break down every single boundary until you no longer have a sense of when that happens. You're numb. So we're supposed to have an alarm system that protects ourselves, this internal alarm system, where we can feel when someone's impinging upon, encroaching upon our boundaries. With Scientology, you no longer feel when that occurs. You don't get that reaction of, oh, I need to get away. That's what I'm getting to. If anyone is wanting to know, and if reporters or journalists or law enforcement, they want to do some due diligence, just go and have a look at what is still being preached in their doctrine. Such a barrier of the critical mm -hmm. thinking skills when we call this doctrine. As much as we've been told it's all religious, we're not discussing anything religious. Right. An indicted felon yeah. that wrote down memos, unhinged, ridiculous, disgusting, deranged memos, keeping kids in bondage mm -hmm. is a felony. This is all per policy. He directed everything. These people are just carrying on this role play, this following these rules, that's all they're doing. They're all pawns in a scheme. Right. They are the ones that have been influenced to racketeer, to right. not act in their own best interest, well, to act unhinged, to entitle themselves to do the unthinkable, like what Miriam just brought up. What kind of degenerate takes it upon himself as an adult to think that a child isn't a child? How dare you? And back to Danny Masterson, these are the people enabling him. With this in mind, this is what they're doing. Law enforcement court systems laws exist to prevent these crimes or to reduce the rate that these crimes occur. When you take away the consequences for people's behavior, you can't discourage them from doing things that are harmful. Scientologists will never send another Scientologist to prison. That is the absolute worst thing that, you know, they're not going to get real help in prison. That's the pitch that they were giving themselves as infantile people. Oh, we can never send another Scientologist because they wouldn't want to help you. You've got to go look in a mirror. And I'm sorry that we have to be the bearers of bad news, that you have been defrauded, that you have been put on the course to be involved in racketeering at scale. And if, if you can't open your eyes, we cannot open them for you, especially if you're 21 and up. And that's why we're coming here and advocating for those that don't have the capacity to understand a shred of what is being done to them today. As kids, they don't know. We know they don't deserve to be audited. They definitely don't deserve to be given any ethics handlings. And they don't deserve to be put on courses that are going to normalize all of this dysfunction on them, going to be groomed to them with dolls. Literal dolls are used to make these points on mm -hmm. kids. It's not like they're not using the Chomos Groomers 101 from hell. This is already documented at nauseum how these groomers get kids to, you know, play these sick games and how to get a child to do what you're telling them and, and think that there's nothing wrong there. These course rooms, guys, and it wasn't like it was one doll, it was like, Dozens of dolls all stuck in a corner. Miriam, did you ever drill mm, with dolls? I saw them. I didn't get that far because I only got as far as Upper Indoc TRs. I was like halfway through that. Oh, yeah. You don't use dolls until you start learning the audits. Yeah, but I've certainly seen them. And I saw that film, Use of a Doll in Auditing Session, which okay. Danny Masterson is in. The plot thickens because the first time, you guys, that I found out Danny Masterson had done an out to D was with the girl that he's in that film with, who was a minor, no. who after she went out to D with him then was recruited into the Sea Org and then sent across state lines all the way to Florida to train with me, where I literally read it on her PC folder. Danny Masterson went out to D. Here's a sec check. Here's, this is the handling. She's joining the Sea Org. She's getting her ethics in. Yeah, wasn't she really getting her ethics in after what happened to her? And wasn't everyone involved full knowing? Again, it's, and to your point, Miriam, you, you brought up like how your parents knew everything that happened. So mm -hmm. did Carol Masterson. Mm -hmm. Carol Masterson would have been told, your son mm -hmm. went out to D. He's out ethics. He needs to pay us more money because we really want to help him at the hotel, at the CC Inn. Dave Pettit was all over the cycle counting on his statistics. Oh, we just got 50 grand from Danny Masterson. Aren't we so lucky as they just literally got 50 grand from 
a real felon in their fold. Scientology overrides their need to go to a real legal professional because apparently with all those legal people that do take it upon themselves to cash checks to be retained, their client couldn't be more unhinged. Their client could not be more off the rails. There is no rails for these people. These people just run the train all over the people and just mm -hmm. continue the cycle of abuse ad nauseum with not a shred of sense, with not a shred of logic, because they're all just following the dumb memos of a disgusting clown, L. Ron Hubbard, who is a convicted felon who died like that. Your country, Miriam, shout out to all the people in Australia who were the first legal people to buy mm. the pitch that Scientology was a so-called religion. Y'all are the ones that lay the groundwork. It was almost a decade later that the United States capitulated to this stupidity, mm. but the corruption started in Australia. The Australian people did this to us. Yeah. It'd well, be great you know, to hear from some of those people there in Australia that gave these people the first recognition as a religion when they were a full-blown child trafficking scam. Our blood is in y'all's hands. And it comes back to religious persecution. That's what they cry out. Big pathetic pitch, though. These are dangerous people to have around children, and they're bringing them in droves. And that you've not had a shred of critical thinking skills to be like, you know what, that sounds like BS, because if you're abusing kids, how are you doing this? And if I can read it in a policy right here, like it says, mm -hmm. lock up a kid against his will, auditor's code, we've done our due diligence, right? Like those pitches, whatever in the hell they said it was, mm -hmm. we now understand that they're nothing but just pathetic clown bullshitters that, mm -hmm. that, that don't care about the well-being of the kids that they're being entrusted with. Very real kids that are not adults in small bodies whatsoever. They're mm -hmm. literal kids and they're crashing misunderstood of a kid can be redefined as an adult in small body couldn't be the reason that they all have blood dripping down their hands. And it's not just David, it's all Scientology parents, CC, y'all as a collective. If you walked out of the hotel, if you're still in the hotel, if you donated kids to the hotel, if you just paid for your kids to be audited, but then donate them to the CERC. There's all manner of ways that you could have blood in your hands. And y'all know exactly how that applies exactly to you. We don't even have to tell you. Mm -hmm. Y'all know already. You might be the public that's being waited on hand and foot by these children. You might be the recruiter of the children who had to get your stats up. You might be the person that had a statutory rape relationship with the child. You might be the person that covered that up and made it go away. There's so many roles. You might be the person that saw it and looked the other way because it wasn't the greatest good. So many roles. There's just so many ways and y'all need to start reconciling with the facts in this year, 2023. GTS it for yourself. Take it upon yourself to learn the details. This is the information that could drive you insane, that everything was a sick joke played at your expense and then you brought your kids. So when any Scientology parent can start reconciling with that fact, then we're going to get somewhere. But until that is not even being confronted because they all just can't wait to give off their next best paperclip withhold because we should all just cradle and canoodle them and make sure that they're comfortable and not religiously prosecuted. You know what? Fuck y'all. Right. Yeah, I think our argument is it shouldn't even be a religion. It's the memos yeah. of a convicted felon. Let us know how that can now be packaged to religion. When we exactly. were there, Miriam, yes, mm -hmm. that time we were so manipulatable and gullible, we bought every last shred of BS pitch we were given. But now we have the receipts and we have the pitches and we couldn't be more disgusted with how ridiculous it all is and how unthinkable and how atrocious. And we wouldn't wish anything that was done on our worst enemy. Nobody deserved to be defrauded, coerced, abused, and dehumanized. Right. No one in there. It was all because L. Ron Hubbard wrote disgusting memos that made everyone go insane. Okay, let's move on. In this year 2023, moving forward, what do we do? Moving forward, what's going to change? We're done with the past. We can't change it. But as long as everybody keeps playing dumb full time, which is all we get in this year 2023. Oh, it's also confusing. Oh, it's so many things. It could be so many 50 shades of gray. 21 and under is only one MF shade. It's disgusting, unthinkable. You cannot defend it. No one can defend it. 
all the useless, pathetic, toothless, retained lawyers that represent Scientology cannot defend the indefensible. Right. This is what Scientology grabs onto time and time again, using law and the amendment rights. So even in this Church of Scientology statement, which is the response to Danny Masterson being convicted of two counts of rape, and they are saying that the church was not party to this case and religion did not belong in this proceeding as Supreme Court precedent has maintained for centuries. So it's all about their rights, but it's nothing about the rights of the members, especially people who were children who didn't understand. And it was only after we left that we then came to learn and understand, oh, we do have rights. Oh, I have a right to report to the police. I had no idea. And also to work through the fear. I think that's a huge thing because that fear really freezes you. It freezes mm -hmm. your brain. Mm -hmm. It prevents you from looking at things and examining things. So that definitely puts years on the process sometimes of working things out. I think the challenge, Miriam, is responding intelligently to unintelligent treatment. That's what our challenge is now, right? Mm -hmm. It's okay. We get it. The joke has been played. It's been done at our expense. We're not laughing anymore. We need everyone to come down to reality and meet us with the facts. And it's y'all that need to do the heavy lifting now to get to our level. We're not going to keep waiting for y'all to, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. No, if you don't know the policy, let us know. We'll be happy to bring it up to you so we can have a conversation about discussing why are we talking about this still after we already got out ourselves. Like. Mm -hmm. We, we couldn't be more mortified and disgusted. It has now come down to us to have to, again, have to put all our shit out there for people to understand that this is still being done to a child. And mm -hmm. nobody advocated for us when we were there because no one knew what in the hell was going on. But today, what's the excuse? I totally agree. I feel like when we were there, it felt wrong. And then when we left, yes. after some time, we realized it was wrong. <laughs> and then we had to yeah. figure out, what do you do about it? And so that's what we've been doing. And for most of us, it was too late per the legal system, or we didn't have the evidence. And our perpetrator actually is the one with all the evidence. So I think if we continue having these conversations, calling out the people that did the harm, the people that benefited from the harm, and the people that owed us a duty of care, it's all we can do. I totally agree with that fact that we felt that it was wrong. I was just thinking about this last night, remembering how I felt back then. I knew I felt that it was wrong. I felt that it was unjust, the things that were going on. I understood the hypocrisy. But what do you reach for when that's the whole entire structure that you have around you? You don't have anything. It's not until you get out and progress and create a support structure for yourself, educate yourself enough. It's like the, the, the struggle and the plight of our life is real because you're still thinking about all these things still today. Like it doesn't leave you. What was done to us, trauma is stored in our bodies. Like literally this was our entire formative years and it was egregious at such an extent that is unthinkable. And some of us can put those facts together and some of them are shattered and they cannot even tell you what year anything happened because it's all just this horrible, disgusting Fuzzy thing. dissociation. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have friends who cannot remember whole entire years of their lives in the cadet orb. Mm -hmm. For me, I think I went the opposite way. Mm -hmm. I really recorded things. And I think that just comes back to my trauma where I think you can go a few different ways. But same thing is like how you react to trauma. Well, I recorded, I paid attention because I needed to understand and work out how do I get to a place of safety when I become capable of doing so, when I have enough means to do that, when I'm old enough, because these things happen to us as children, and sometimes your brain has to develop enough to get to a certain age where you can go out into the world mm -hmm. and, and leave it behind and you. I just posted this on uh, my YouTube community channel from this therapist, Nate Postalweight. And he says, please be patient with those who have had a hard time articulating how they feel. Many of them grew up in environments where no matter what they said or how they said it, it was not enough to be heard. Their default yes. to be, feel safe is to stop sharing. Mm. Again, patience, please. Mm. That's perfect. So true. We grew up in this environment where it doesn't matter how clear we are. 
It doesn't matter what we say, they're still being ignored. Our trauma and our pain is trivialized, monetized, commoditized, dehumanized, and every other type of ice you want. Because again, it's like we were specimens in a Rico lab of degenerates that gave themselves all type of entitlements and not a shred of guardrails. And they get very pressed when you even want to put a shred of boundary or guardrails. They couldn't be more narcissistic and self-serving. And that's what they have to wake up to because that's what a protege of L. Ron Hubbard becomes by default. These people weren't like that before. They were mm -hmm. influenced to become that by a process that we would know what it entails. And that's why we're advocating against it. It's, I'm not happy that my parents were exposed to become what they became. I'm advocating even for them. They were mm -hmm. defrauded. They were told Elwin Hubbard was a New York Times bestseller. They weren't told that he was an indicted, convicted felon, right? So it's like, how can those two things be true at once? In this case, those two things cannot be true at once, or they can, but one cancels out the validity of the other. Because if you're a New York Times mm -hmm. bestseller, and you're a convicted felon. I'm doing a whole deep dive on Laura de Crescenzo's case because mm -hmm. that's receipt central about all the forced abortions. And she had her first abortion at 17. And we have actress Elizabeth Moss portraying The Handmaid's Tale, which is a joke at our expense. This woman that's a pampered pooch celebrity of Scientology does that show as an actress with all the protections in place so that she's always just acting the pain that she puts on screen while we weren't acting anything. And that's what she's funding herself personally. So it's all of these things that compound and literally make no sense. The problem with L. Ron Hubbard is, again, the exposure of the information makes it so egregious. They cannot wash the stank off of themselves if they poured bleach all over themselves today. There is nothing that will ever clean what they've done. And it's only just because it hasn't been called out to this extent and it hasn't been acknowledged by the people that purport to be the ones that once they write it, then it really actually is, right? The New York Times that, that's what we were talking about in that book one, Owen Hubbard says that a seven-year-old girl should, you know, be fine with getting passionately kissed by a man unless there's something wrong with that seven-year-old. Yeah, they're not computing. So yeah. to object to that, to say that I'm not comfortable with a man kissing me as a seven-year-old child, even passionately, so then I'm not allowed to object to that because that would mean that I'm not computing. There's something that I don't understand correctly. And the thing is, that is fucking insane. My own mother sent me an email after I was doing therapy and I was raising a bunch of questions to her, like, when did you find out? And so she said, you were 12 years old at the ranch. And I kept saying, how come nothing was done about it? And then after that phone conversation, she said that she was ready to go in and hurl fire and brimstone, as she put it, because she was all riled up and all upset about what had happened, that no one had done anything. She goes in and then her tone in the email completely changes. She's, but then I went to see the chaplain and the chaplain made me see. The chaplain showed me these policies. And now I understand. And she said, when often what I've found in my auditing is that when I misunderstood something, all I had to do was just clear it up and then things would make sense. So she was alluding to there was something that I didn't understand. And that's why I hadn't moved on from it in my life. That's why I was still upset about it. And if only I could just clear up the thing that I didn't understand. Like, what the fuck? Do you still have that email? I do. Yes. Yeah. And I'll absolutely share it. Yeah, I've got that. Because you know what, like what I'm thinking about right now is Reese, how she's come up with all these recordings of people, mm -hmm. how they speak to and how they've gaslit. And again, Miriam, we've never been the crazy ones. We're just so ahead right. of everybody and our intelligence is so ahead of everybody. And it's not from a narcissistic egocentric point. It's just literally that, again, it's like you have the receipts in front of you and the fact that other people haven't taken it upon themselves to care is highlights and underlines how unjust this whole system is because it's not like we don't have receipts. It's not like they didn't keep all the receipts of everything they did to you and your dad. Like it's all over their PC folder. Their level of complicity is such that it's like they can't unglue themselves. They really did snap in and became that terminal. This is like at that point, if you're helping someone elude a felony in real time, how are you not becoming a pawn in that criminal 
conspiracy. It's called a conspiracy. Yeah, the collusion is so insane. And what's interesting, too, that I spotted in this statement from the Church of Scientology, my mind was blown when I read this because the amount of statements that they've put out, oh, this apostate, they're just bitter ex-members who have got their own crimes that, you know, there's this whole rhetoric. But what is insane to me is that Danny Masterson was convicted of forcible rape on two counts. And this is the statement that they put out directly following it. And it says the district attorney unconscionably centered his prosecution on the defendant's religion and fabrications about the church to introduce prejudice and inflame bigotry. They don't put any distance between them and Danny Masterson. They say the defendant's religion. I've just never seen this before, but they're not distancing themselves. They're not separating themselves. They could say that the defendant's previous religion or something like that. They've never said we've expelled him. They've never said anything like that publicly. That says to me that they're still so tied into this, what you were mm -hmm. just saying, Serge, that they're still all glued in. They can't separate it out. And that's so telling. It is. Yeah, it's grossly telling. I would telling. love to read just these little highlights that they pepper through all of their statements. They lean into violating the rights of every American fabrications, prejudice, yes. inflamed bigotry, false, blatantly unconstitutional, invention, dead wrong, scandalous, harassed, debunked. And so then I look over at Leah Remini's suit, falsehoods, right to free speech, bigotry, fabrications, harassment, blatant harassment, debunked. And then we go to Jeff Hawkins, debunked, discredited, false. And then we go to Mark and Claire Headley, disproven fabricated. And then we go to Mike Rinder, unconscionable. And then we go to Amy Scobie, false lies, failures, falsely blame. It's just one after the other of the exact same language. Hate, bigotry, repeatedly debunked. That's Aaron Smith Levin, same shit over and over again. Same shit, Ugh. different air freshener. It's exhausting. It's all they serve, but I love that you guys brought up those statements. They are never expected to have to defend anything because they are being defended. Mm -hmm. And all of those attorneys that are next to them, next to these false statements being put in the public record, the attorneys have always been the criminal ones, benefiting from the billions of dollars that they got in their fucking accounts. They don't care how it comes. It doesn't matter any of that for them. Thank you all for sharing your stories. This has been lots of great information, but a lot of details that could be really hard to digest, especially if you are a survivor of abuse as well. So please remember to check in with yourselves. For more information, support, and advice regarding sexual assault, the largest national helpline in the U.S. is RAIN. That's R-A-I-N-N. -N. Their website is www rainn.org. You can speak with the trained staff member via the online chat or call their free helpline 800-656-HOPE. That's 800-656-4673. We're just so happy and appreciative of anyone that is listening because this is really meant to be a part of community. And we're here all together, so we're very appreciative as you're part of our village. So thank you so much. 